I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. I love your nail polish. That's so pretty. I just noticed that. Thank you. It's festive gel nail polish. Oh, it's like a shimmery red. Yeah, it's very pretty. I, I got them done. So yeah, oh, it's for the holidays. Nice. I mean, appropriate. Other things that you can't see but should know about. Anne and I are currently wearing matching sweatshirts. Matching, matching. We'll get a photo up. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. Um, Because I decided to make us merch for Christmas. Christmas So merch. Becca's getting one too. She doesn't know it yet. It's a surprise. <laughs> but she'll know by the time yeah. this is released. So. I'll, I'll edit this podcast so that she doesn't find out yeah. via editing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give it to her tomorrow. So we're all good. Um, But yeah, they're like pretty snazzy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's a very flattering color. Thank you. I was torn between this and gray, and I was like, everyone already has enough gray sweatshirts. True. Might as well do something different. Mix that was up. my logic, yeah. at least. Anyway, that's just so you know what's going on. Anne has pretty nail polish, and we have matching sweatshirts. So you can, like, visualize. Where's um, the gift I gave you? Oh, my God. The gift <laughs> Anne gave me is behind me, so I'm not going to turn my head. But it is a Malik pillow perfect uh if you remember malik is magnus and alec from our favorite tv show shadow hunters it's hilarious i was joking with Anne that um my room only got like 20 percent more embarrassing because i already have four framed one direction lyric prints Mm -hmm. so it's just gonna it's just gonna add to the I don't know. The yeah, scenery? The overall vibe. I don't know. I, I feel know. like my decorations are like um, like postcards that people have sent me that I like and then I put in frames and I put up. That's probably more age appropriate. Yeah, well, some of them are some of them are a little bit sassy. Oh. Well, that seems appropriate too. Yeah. I'm a little bit sassy sometimes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. My dad called me out on being sassy so many times over Christmas. Like so many times. If you can't be sassy at Christmas, when can you be sassy? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Okay, so we spent the afternoon watching the first several episodes of season two of Marvel's Runaways, so we'll get there in a little bit. Um, But to start, I thought we would just do a quick, I don't know, check-in about what's been going on. Yeah. Pop culture-wise. Celeb relationship news. Our specialty. Except I am going to talk about Zayn's new album, and I can link it back to his relationship with Gigi, because last I knew they were back together. Can't we? Let's scan through the Zayn's relationship history, because I feel like I I mix up the people he's been with, and that makes it very confusing. Well, there have only really been two. So Mm -hmm. the first person was Perry Edwards from from Little Little Mix. Mix. Um, she's adorable and blonde and they were engaged. Mm-hmm. And that lady on Love Island broke them up apparently. And, well, I mean, who the fuck knows? That's, but the, that's the story. Harry Edwards says that he broke up with her via text message oh, yeah, or something I remember like that. that. So that's not, and they were together for like three years, I want to say. Um, that's why Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik's fans think they broke up again, E! News. Oh, again? Okay, so there seems to be, whoa. What is Inu saying? Because, like, three other places are also saying the same thing. Oh, dang. That's how you know it's real. I think they haven't been photographed together in a while. Ooh, others point to Zane's noticeable absence from the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Well, Victoria's Secret fashion show sucked. I didn't watch it. Well, I believe you. And I didn't watch it, and people, a lot of people didn't watch it because it's 
transphobic more so than normal because they're openly transphobic now. Zane no longer follows Gigi on Instagram. Yeah, Victoria's <gasps> They've Secret broken is up. trash. They've broken up. Okay. Once you unfollow somebody on Instagram, it's over. Okay. Well, then that actually adds another interesting layer to this conversation because I was going to say that um, the album overall I think is really good. I do think Zane's genre of music is kind of like sexy elevator music yeah. where it all kind of sounds vaguely the same yeah you know that doesn't mean it's not good no because... i think it's it's exactly what he's going for which is music that you just like listen to while you get a little high and then like make out for hours yeah that sounds right that's, to me. that's the intention and it is properly executed um but i'm pulling up the song the lyrics to the song entertainer because i think that was the first single our sex has meaning um no that's um oh my god what song is that yeah i don't know i thought it was the first one on the album oh was it maybe it was maybe entertainer was the second one uh our sex has meaning that's literally how i'm looking this up right because we've made fun of that before on this podcast um let me i always think when i'm listening to our edited versions of this that I'm like, should we cut out when Lena's Googling things? I cut it when it goes on too long. Too long. Um, but sometimes I think our filler is, like, entertaining enough. Yeah. Um, okay, singles. Here we go. Pillow talk. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. You're right. Let me came out first and then entertainer. So good memory, Anne. Ah, well, um, how could I forget? It's Zane. Buzz- <laughs> but, yeah, let me was our sex has meaning. Um, the album Icarus Falls. Icarus Falls. I texted <laughs> Anne that because the album came out and I was like, that is so obnoxious. It's also a 90 minute album. Oh God. Yeah. It's so, it's like it's he's taking so a, long. he's taking a cue out of Drake's playbook, which is making it the longest. But like, it's got 27 songs on I know. It. It's super long. I've been listening to it. And they're all it. at least three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cover art looks like a bad tattoo. Uh-huh. But that, like, he's covered in bad tattoos, so yeah, like that's not exactly works. surprising. Um, but going back to the song "Entertainer," it's like such a strong diss track, like remarkably, oh. remarkably aggressive in its dissing. Um, you thought me, Whoa. <laughs> wow, champagne. This episode brought to you by. You thought you had me, didn't you? When you lied to my face, oh, I could damn. see the truth. Every with every step, with. The way I knew? Oh, maybe there was a comma there. How you fooled me, boo. <laughs> Rhyming you with Wait, boo. Like, oh is, is she the boo or is he I, saying boo to her? I, 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 I think <laughs> it's not rhetorical. It, it's dorky both ways. <laughs> um, and then getting into the chorus. Guess you didn't know that you were my favorite entertainer. I watch you and laugh and fuck with you. Don't you take me for a fool. In this game, I own the rules. Like, this is not messing around. You know, mm-hmm. like, somewhat, you have to be pissed to write this. Like, there's you. no way. This does thing. not come from apathy. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, and so it has been assumed that that is when Zane and Gigi broke up. Uh. But then they got back together, and I was listening to his album in the car today and I was wondering like how awkward must that be when you like release a diss track and then you get back together and that song's like playing on the radio I wouldn't be able to do it that's Beyonce had a whole album to be fair when you fuck up that bad like we don't know he deserved it we don't know what 
transpired between Gigi and Zayn. We don't know who's at fault with uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. We have more of a full, What if Ariana gets back together with Pete Davidson? Girl, we'll have to stage an intervention. Vodka Lem stand intervention. After Thank You Next? Oh my gosh. That song has been stuck in my head a lot lately. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Lita knows why. I know. Um, but I'm going to go back to Zane's album really quickly. Um, it's really good overall. Again, it sounds kind of all the same, but in a good way, which is the same thing. Mind of Mine was the same way. Same kind of feel. I think the only song that really, really stands out is Entertainer. And I think that's because it has the most meaning behind it. More barbs. Yeah. Um, and for that, it just like comes across really differently. I don't know. But my favorite songs on the album, so you know, on the album of 27 songs, as Anne just saw, <laughs> my favorite songs are Tonight and Common. I recommend listening to it. Like, I was listening to it when I was working on my um, yoga flow for today. And it's good. It's really good background music. Cool. I need some, you know, I need to fold some laundry, so <clears throat> I'll put that and his voice on. is just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. He's a talent. He's... And it's funny because on the X Factor, like, he wasn't that great. Like, he was kind of a weak link. He originally. needed to grow up a little bit. Maybe. Or he needed to... I mean, I guess grow up would encompass Anne's, like, examining her drink. There's probably lemon I seeds I think they're lemon there. seeds. I can't tell if they're lemon seeds or fruit flies. They're definitely lemon seeds. Okay. I promise. That's why I believe you. Because I didn't bother to straighten it. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> Who has time for that? We have better shit to do. Um, what was I saying? I completely lost it. Oh, maturing. Oh, right. It could be one, like a confidence thing or two, like he finally got vocal lessons and was able to realize his true potential because his acoustic songs, like his version that's just him of um, I Don't Want to Live Forever is... Um, have you mm. listened to that no but i need okay, to we'll listen i'm to imagining it, it and it's giving me chills we'll just listen imagining it. it's i can't even tell it's like beautiful it gives me chills it's like a um just a little bit of your heart situation for me anyway apparently zane and Gigi might be broken up so for the second time when they broke the up the second first time, time. um was it, so it's before that? that song and then they got back to their another not together again that is my understanding zane and Gigi. Otherwise known as ZG. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's also been a couple of years, right? Because I think they were together when this first Yeah, they got out. together a while ago. Well, because she was on his first music video. Yeah. She was in the oh, yeah. Talk I, music video. I remember that video. Um, I'll tell you. Blah, blah, blah. I saved some gifts from that video. Oh, I need to say Zayn and Gigi. Relationship history. She was in Ocean's 8. Was she? Briefly. She oh, was I didn't, one I of the background celebrities. <laughs> Uh, okay. So the pair have been pretty consistently happy for over two years now with only one minor breakup that only lasted a few weeks. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, Zayn and, so they did report today that fans are beginning to think the couple has split. Oh my god, Seventeen has done monthly updates on their relationship. Thank, thank god for Seventeen. Well, but that's making it harder for me to find the information I'm looking for, because there's, like, too much information. You know, like, when did they get back together? That's all I want to know. And this article is too long. Fans are really starting to think Gigi and Zane are back together. That was in June. Uh. So they probably broke up in the spring. Yeah, after reports of a split surface, they both confirmed their breakup. That was in March. 
So a few weeks. March to June is not a few weeks. Mm, I mean, it's many weeks. It's many. Yeah. Okay. So, and then they got together. Seventeen is going to tell me because they've cataloged this entire relationship. Perfect. November 2015. So they have been together for quite some time. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, And then they broke up earlier this year, got back together, and maybe are broken up again. We don't know. If you have an insider scoop, tweet us at Vodkalunistan. <laughs> Those of you who know, let us know. <laughs> I want us to be like reality Steve, where we can like break news. Oh my God. We'll have breaking news oh on the pod. God. Wouldn't that be cool? Breaking news. On That's the my pod. dream. Just the, the, the one source that got it right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Zane and Gigi. Basically, question mark. But the album is good. Listen to the album. Mm. If you're really mad at someone, listen to the song Entertainer. It mm-hmm. will be satisfying. There's Miley and Liam Hemsworth. Yes, they got secretly married. Secretly married. Like the day after Christmas, something like that, right? Something like that, yeah. And then Billy Ray Cyrus, I think, was the person who confirmed it. Oh. And I think they're... Leaked it. Well, I think there was an Instagram story... Or a post with them, like, dressed up cutting a cake. And so everyone was yeah. like, oh. Well, you don't, yeah. Cake cutting is a, is a wedding thing. It's a wedding thing. It wasn't a Christmas cake they were cutting. No. And then they confirmed it, like, a day or two later, I think. Tight. So, I know. These crazy kids met. And there's somebody who's also been off and on again. They were off and on again. Well, because Miley went through that really interesting phase. I would have broken up with her, too. Yeah. she She's had quite the the evolution she's been better at walking it back but she definitely made some missteps that were culturally appropriative and bad yeah i mean i think it's so hard when you get famous so young like yeah inevitably you do something dumb yeah. like and she was dumb for a while yeah but, but she's walked it back i think she's like pulled a lot more country influence onto things i like her new single nothing breaks like a heart I liked how she dressed at the SNL performance of Nothing Breaks Like a Heart because it was basically like a very sparkly jacket with no shirt underneath. Mm. And I was transfixed. That sounds about right. Anyway, those crazy kids met on the set of The Last Song, the Nicholas Sparks movie. I forgot about The Last Song. Nicholas Sparks book movie adaptation. Um, Which... I watched with my cousin Shada a couple years ago because she was outraged that I had never seen it. It's pretty dumb, as most Nicholas yeah. Sparks movie adaptations are. Yeah, even The Notebook's kind of dumb. Yeah. There's there's a spectrum of, like, idiocy for Nicholas Sparks movies. And well, they're like the novel version of a Hallmark movie. But then when you turn the movie version, they're like a, just one grade above a Hallmark movie. I think Lifetime, because Hallmark is usually happy. Oh, Lifetime, right. Lifetime. It's Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, because Nicholas Sparks' books almost never end happily. Yeah, there's there's something sad in there. There's something. Someone dies or mm-hmm. something. Something happens. And the last song was in 2010. Mm. So, yeah, they've been on and off for like eight years. Yeah. That's a long time. He was in Hunger Games, all four of them in that time. He was. He was. Um, okay. So Liam and Miley got married. Zayn released a new album with a dumb name. Anything else? My celeb crush, um, who's Kurt Russell's son, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, uh, Wait, is that? engaged. 
He was in that episode of Black Mirror called Playtest that I actually can't watch again because it's too upsetting. And also in that movie, Everybody Wants Some, um, about the baseball team in Texas in the 1980. But anyway, he's engaged to the blonde woman from Search Party. So I'm heartbroken, but I think everybody should watch Search Party anyway because it's a really good show on TBS that has um, Aaliyah Shokat, who is great. Mm, mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell? Yes. Oh. Wyatt Russell is Because so, I was just <laughs> thinking of Oliver Hudson, and I was like, you're not no, talking about him. No, 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 no. He looks weird, Anne. But sometimes I have a type. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. My, oh, Wyatt Russell my type is engaged is weird. to Meredith Hagner. I mean, I hope they're very happy together. They look happy. See the ring. Let's see the ring, Anne. Oh, yeah. I want to see the ring. Did you already see it? Okay, no, I, want, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Okay. Give me a sec. Whoa. Oh, man. I mean, I guess if your dad is Kurt Russell. Well, this is like a Neil Lane style. But there comes a point when it's just tacky. You know? yes, yeah, I was saying this is a Neil Lane. If it takes up like most of your finger below your knuckle, that's yeah. tacky. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you squeeze a lemon with your left hand and you get some lemon juice under your ring and you don't wash your hands right away, you're going to get an acid burn. Oh, God. Maybe. That's my nightmare. Oh. What does, it, what does it react with? What metals? Oh, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's not easy to wash off. If oh. you get things like acids oh, caught underneath your ring. I get it. Okay. Well. So that's a window into my <laughs> psyche. <laughs> you should get Anne a reasonably sized engagement ring. Yeah. So she doesn't skinny experience little, Skinny this. little band and not a lot of overhang. What stone would you want in your engagement ring? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like people don't tend to put opals in engagement rings because they don't last very long. They're kind of a fragile stone. But uh, I'm a realist, and I don't think marriage lasts that long. Is that so I wouldn't mind an opal because opals are really pretty. No, mine's like pearl oh, or okay. alexandrite. Like June doesn't really have a very good one. I kind of want a pearl engagement ring. It looked dope. It looked really cool. I mean, it'd be easy to scratch, but it looked dope. Mm-hmm. Pearl or ruby is my birthstone. Mm-hmm. So I have like a big ass ruby ring sitting in a safety deposit box Whoa. from my grandma who gave it to me for my Are you supposed to propose to yourself? Birthday. Literally, that's the only finger it fits on mm. is my left ring finger. Oh, they don't match? No, you're, well, my right fingers and my dominant hand are a little bit bigger. Oh, because they are muscly? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, not like... To a huge degree, but enough, enough to, to matter, notice yeah. when I put on a ring. Um, so I either need to get it resized or propose to myself. Mm, yeah. You could, yeah. Let's do it or one. like propose that myself in- and be like, I got the ring. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that happened in Glee, right? Jane know. Lynch's character proposed oh, herself. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It did happen. She married herself, right? Oh, that yeah, was I like, think that that's the thing ceremony, that happened. Right? I mean... Maybe I'll, maybe yeah. that will happen to me someday. Yeah. I'd be cool with a garnet because I'm a Steven Universe fan and mm-hmm. there's a lot of different gemstones on that and garnet's my fave. I think our generation will be anything but diamond. Yeah, we're not in, we're we're not as into diamonds. No. It's not like the default anymore. I got a Cartier ad on Twitter one time and I reported it for being offensive. <laughs> I was like, what makes you think that I have just <laughs> cash laying around to buy diamonds? Good God. Get out of here. Diamonds, come that's on hilarious. now. Yeah, because I get I get the appeal of diamond, and I think that's why I'm drawn to pearl because it's one thing that can go with everything. Yeah, you know? it's neutral. Because it's yeah, my mom's first engagement ring was an emerald because that's her birthstone. 
But, like, it's just less versatile. Let's be honest. Anyway. So I get why Diamond has been the default for a really long time. Until, like, social issues caught up with us. (laughs) Or, like, awareness of social issues caught up with us. And then we were like, wait a second. What else is going on? Let's talk about Runaways. Let's do it. It's back. Runaways. It's back. One of our faves. Yes. If you remember, I think it was our third episode. Mm -hmm. So we probably recorded that. Like, at least 10 months ago. Yeah, a while. Probably, Um, like, spring. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just cool to see the passage of time like that, I think. But season two came out. We're on the fourth episode, Yeah, we're midway through the fourth episode. Um, So, where we left off, and we had to, like, look some of this up, because we had forgotten. I was like, wait, isn't Nico's dad dead? No. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that he was saved at the last it wasn't, minute. It wasn't in the retrospective. No, it wasn't. And then we forgot about something else, too. But I don't remember what that was. So the second season starts out with the kids finally as runaways because they finally ran away. <laughs> the series title was misleading for a while because they were distinctly not runaways for a long time, for most of the first season. But second season, they're running away from their murderous, evil parents. They're not great at being homeless, no. let's be honest. And honestly, that's a skill, so. Oh, absolutely. It. And it's hard to go from being super rich to being homeless. Yeah, they didn't watch their stuff. No. It all got stolen right away. They almost yeah. lost those gauntlets. Fisticuffs. Yeah. Boom. But then they discovered this underground mansion, which was very convenient. Except I was thinking if you're anticipating seismic events. Underground mansion. Maybe not. So maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a surprising choice, but also like a convenient one because before they were sleeping in a homeless camp in tents. In tents by couple, which is interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice because that. Because people have, I mean... They paired off real quick on this show. They paired off really quick, and they've talked about it, kind of, and they've been established, kind of, but also not really. You know, there's a lot of ambiguity going on. They got a lot of other things to deal with. Mm. That's true, but they're all, like, domesticated. They're all, like, sleeping with their person. I know. Like, literally sleeping. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. Okay, I should look at my notes, because I took them for this very purpose. There's still, everybody's wearing perfect makeup, um, especially Nico. Yeah, what the fuck? Which I'm sure her makeup takes at least 20 minutes to put on every day, and who knows how long to take off. Apparently, she's a been while. doing that every day, because it looks especially fierce also when she's about to go into battle. I'm like, oh, you amped this up. You got some glitter on there that wasn't there this morning. It's true. So she's really committed to her makeup game. Yeah, there was a point when I said that Carolina had definitely washed her hair because it was mm-hmm. down and looked very clean. And Anne said, maybe alien hair doesn't get dirty. Which, she's half alien. You I know? Mean, that would be a great know. benefit. It could like, be like why she looks so fashionable all the time is she just doesn't get dirty. I mean, that would be really handy. Mm-hmm. I would love that skill. <laughs> if that was like a good secret subtle superpower, I, just, I never get dirty. I never smell. Yeah, you would save so much water. I never get gross. Oh my God. The environmental impacts. Imagine. Yeah, because these teens are getting, like, all up close in each other. And I'm like, I don't know when the last time you showered was. Nobody seems to have condoms. This is disgusting. I'm so sorry. 
So, I mean, I guess with Carolina and Nico, no, they're ne- not quite well, as necessary. Yeah, well, it's up to them. Well, yeah. But, like, Gert doesn't even have her anti-anxiety medication, so she definitely That's, doesn't have birth control. She's having the roughest time right now. I know. She has really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. Relatable. Yeah. And her pills got left at her parents' house because obviously she was not anticipating her parents being evil murderers and having to run away, which is understandable. But she's been going without her medication and it's making her really, I don't know, struggle to be in the situation. Like, it's not an easy situation. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. anyone would not be doing well, but especially if all of a sudden you are experiencing, like, withdrawals from your medication. Yeah. And... And it's already a really anxiety-inducing situation. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, Chase is being a good, maybe, boyfriend, whatever it is. He's there emotionally support-wise. He's there practical-wise. He got the electricity up and running in their secret underground mansion. So Chase gets a gold star for being there for Gert. He's been great this season. Yeah. Whereas I don't think he was that great last season. I remember being kind of annoyed with him. Well, he was going through a lot of shit last season yeah, with true. his dad and his mom because his dad is this like crazy famous scientist mm-hmm. who's abusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wasn't no, great. It was not great. Um, but he's been wonderful this season. Very supportive. Very understanding. Very handy. Yeah. So he's like fixing. He fixed a car. Got the electricity up. Mm-hmm. Like good man to have in an abandoned mansion. <laughs> we're picking our abandoned mansion draft he's our number he, one he can make it he makes the cut we will allow him to be there mm-hmm. where the other teens are so we talked about gert um where molly's at is she was staying with her aunt is that right some relation molly was staying with some relation and ran away and then tina with her staff, kills this relative of Molly's. So Molly's not doing great. No, she's not doing great at all. She becomes a vigilante. She becomes like Batman with no technological prowess. It's just her sheer strength. But also her sheer strength has a serious downside, which is she falls asleep almost immediately after. She doesn't make a great vigilante. She also gets followed and discovered. So we'll get there when we get there. Okay. That's Molly. Nico. You talked about Nico's makeup. What's going on with Nico? Nico. Oh, my gosh. She had a really dramatic time because she ended up going back to her parents' house. The plan was to try and steal the staff Mm because it's a very powerful weapon and it was Mm -hmm. a big asset for them. Um, at first it, it starts to turn into a huge shit show because her mom starts like brutally attacking her friends, Molly and her. Yeah. And, and like traps Molly under ice in the mm-hmm. pool, like about to murder this chick mm-hmm. after she's already murdered Graciela mm-hmm. earlier in the app. Yep. Very intense. Um, but then it gets toned down because Nico's like, well, this is why our, my sister Amy died. And that kind of like. Oh, that's what snaps, we can't remember. Was yeah, Amy snaps died. her back into. I, I don't remember either now. Um, and she's like, "Well, fine. Like, you can leave, but never come back. But also, you can take the staff, which was kind of a baffling thing for that mom Tina to do." 
But anyway, Nico has a staff. Um, I think Tina justified it to herself by saying, like, well, at least now our kids have protection. Yeah. Um, but it was intense and weird, that and scene. And it raises questions about the staff because I asked, I was like, is this, like, a horcrux? Like, can it exert yeah. power over Is you? Nico going to turn into Tina? Like a crazy murderous... Is that why Tina is the way she is? I, we don't know. Because... She's a heartless bitch and a hater. She's killed a lot of people mm-hmm. and shown no remorse whatsoever. And then her poor husband, except I don't want to sympathize with him too much because he had an affair. But also, like, if my wife murdered people, I might do that also. So, I don't know. But he's staying by her side. And the whole thing is weird. It's all weird. Okay, so that's Nico, Molly, Gert, and Chase. Carolina. Carolina meets up with her alien dad, and he starts to teach her how to control her powers and gives her only a little bit of insight because he keeps asking this question of what you are, but he never says anything. Mm -hmm. He never answers the question. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can control your glow. And it's like, that's not actually elucidating at all. No. What even is a glow? No. But she learns to control her glowing so she doesn't have to wear her bracelet anymore. And we never even learned why her bracelet inhibited the glowing. But I guess it's not going to matter anymore because the bracelet is out of the picture. What else is going on with Carolina? Her relationship with Nico. They're very Very sweet. That's my favorite couple. That's my favorite ship. They're very sweet. I think a lot of the relationships have been mostly supportive and not necessarily super romantic or sexual just Mm -hmm. because of the situation that they're all in. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I almost want them to find some stability so we can get some relationship plot. Yeah. Yeah. But right now the plot is like seismic event that's going to make California break off into the ocean. Terrifying. That's like, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty not ideal. Yeah. I'm also, I'm like, I'm satisfied. Just give me at least one good makeout per episode on any TV show. I'll be happy. Well, and they're not satisfying makeouts. Like when I think of The OC, which is another show that these same people created. There were, like, epic makeout sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. truly epic. And I get that, you know, rich people drama is different than murderous parent drama. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, where are my fucking makeouts? Where are they, Anne? Need them. I want people to roll around on a bed. Is that so much <laughs> to ask for? We almost got there with um, that other guy. With that other? Oh, with Alex? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about Alex. What's going on with Alex? Alex uh, is the one who's like, okay, this group, we need some money. We got robbed. We need some cash so we can survive on the streets. So he turns to his um, dad's, like, ex-friend who, you know, they have their own drama. And he starts, like, working for him. And he thinks it's going to be, like, awful, like, crime stuff. But ends up being just, like, painting his baby room. It leads us to believe that Alex is going to clean up the scene of a murder. Yeah. Like, that is what is implied heavily. Yeah. But no, he's just painting a baby room. He's painting a nursery. 
So he earns some cash, um, makes some eyes at his like new boss's wife's little sister, and they make out after she braids his hair. And I thought that was very sweet. It was very sweet. It was the hottest the season has gotten. Yeah, I but remarked. It was still I was like, tame. "There are no feet on the floor. That's breaking the rules." And I said, "But his hips are pretty high up, so it's not that scandalous." <laughs> if you say so. I mean. Because of yoga, I'm, like, ultra aware of pelvises. <laughs> so much of your cueing has to do with the pelvis. I'm sorry. You're, like, the tailbone, the pubic bone, your pelvis. Like, so many yoga assists all about the pelvis. Yeah, I The pelvis you. is important. So I'm, like, where's your pelvis? I feel like there's an episode title in there somewhere. <laughs> where's your pelvis? <laughs> well, that was something I did my, like, yoga demo today. So I had to get approved to do assisting in public classes at my studio and I was giving a downward dog assist and she was like the pelvis can take a lot the pelvis is super sturdy push harder I was putting like my entire body weight onto her I was like I can't I can't do anymore I'm too small I'm sorry um but anyway awareness of pelvises that's that's pelvic awareness pelvic awareness that's probably gonna be the episode title (laughs) Alex had his little romance, had his little bromancy situation with Darius, this former friend of his father's. But then his mom kills Darius, straight up in a hotel room. Kills him. Boom. Yeah. He's, it was really upsetting, actually. He's super dead. Yeah. And then Alex's dad gets upset. Yeah, I don't think he was filled in on the plan. Okay, no one's been filled in on any plans. Everyone is fucking going rogue. This is a show about how nobody can communicate. Literally, in both groups, the kids and the parents, so much of the conversation has been, now we have no secrets, but everyone also keeps going rogue, so there actually are secrets. Yeah. And it's like, pick one. Yeah. You can't have both at the same time. Like, I'm sorry. With Molly fucking running off being a vigilante and Alex's mom, whose name I can't think of off the top of my head, like going rogue and killing that guy and Tina going and killing Graziella like people get your ish together you're either together or you're not yeah maybe this is a season about unity and how you get there you fuck up a lot apparently yeah yeah. um did we cover all the kids I think so but I haven't been keeping track I kind of want to talk about Topher Okay, let's talk about Topher, who introduces himself as, I'm Topher, and then, like, we're supposed to know what that means? He's, like, smolders into the camera, and then that's it. And I'm just like, but Topher, who are you? Um, Apparently, he's some other kid out on the street whose eyes glow the same way that Molly's does. Um, They're talking about her fourth. They're like, are we related? Maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. Well, it also, like we, see, we see him when he's in that silence bubble. Yeah, he's, like, rubbing some sand into his wrist he or something. He has some sort of, like, it seems like an alien yeah. substance. He rubs it onto his wrist, and it's glowy and purple, and then his eyes glow. So it almost seems like he's manufacturing the power. Yeah, whereas with Molly, like, she was a little kid hugging a rock and in her parents' lab. And then I think there that maybe is what transferred those yeah. powers to her. So it seem it seems like this guy doesn't have like the innate power. It's mm-hmm. something 
that he's found a resource to create. Yeah. Um, but Molly doesn't know that. The only person who saw that is Nico. Yeah. And she called him out on it, and he was like, well, what do you think I did? And she was like, I don't know yet. So. Yeah, I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't really know what's going on there, but I think it's safe to assume that Molly and this guy, Topher, are not related. It's just Molly wants to find someone she can connect with because all of her family is dead, which is a very legit, understandable thing what else about Topher besides he's hot and smoldering oh he's so hot he is probably among the hottest people on the show right now we're just like a lot of hotness on yeah the show. normally a stranger shows up and is like hi I'm Topher I'm gonna be like get the fuck out of here Topher you you're you're not welcome you're a stranger you're not trusted but because he's so hot I'm like you Topher come on in <laughs> what are you about tell us your story but his his entrance was also really sketchy. So he's the person who follows Molly into the abandoned mm-hmm. mansion. And that's, like, pretty ballsy, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Just to, like, wander in there. And he's like, oh, this is cool. Good decorating. Yeah. He's playing cool. He's, yeah. And he goes and um, urban forages. And Alex says, expired baked goods, artisanal stealing, <laughs> urban foraging is just artisanal stealing, He's which is wrong. hilarious. Um, oh, I also made the observation that I get less action than homeless teens running away from their homicidal parents. Yeah, they're getting a lot of action this season. So that's a bummer. With each other and yeah, with others. And Anne got really frustrated at one point and said, stop fighting, start kissing. Which, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just a motto yeah, I mean, if we all just stopped fighting. And started kissing. The world would be better the off. The world would be a better place. That's for sure. Any other thoughts about Runaways? We haven't finished it yet. Mm, so we'll get there. There's still a lot of a lot. I'm of intrigued. Uh, it's, I want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. This is a good show. It's a really good show. I was kind of worried. I was thinking when we were like halfway through the first episode, and I was like, where is this going? Oh, I still don't like, know. Like, where can we'll this there. go? Because we have... Chase's dad, played by James Marsters, in like a weird stasis mm-hmm. cryo chamber. Yeah, situation. he's on just like some abandoned New York City set. And he's out in a cafe. Yeah, in like a dream coma mm-hmm. where people can like come into it. Mm-hmm. It, mm, yeah, because what's his face? Jonah is trying to create another pod because so they he can heal himself because he needs to sacrifice another kid because his skin is like withering it's away gross. it's gross it's straight up he gross. started coughing blood like it's nasty Ooh, it's nasty as hell um but then he's also being really sweet to carolina i just think like biological imperative is so interesting like how you can be so evil but for some reason there's this genetic child connection mm. and I feel like he's got uh, he's got motives there, though. I don't know. We don't know yet. We just don't know yet. It's very mysterious. <laughs> the alien stuff is very mysterious. The alien stuff is mysterious. You're not wrong. But, yeah, we don't really know. All we know is that Jonah made a comment to Carolina about meeting the rest of his family. And I think we're supposed to assume that has something to do with the giant hole in the ground mm. and the thing that's living under there. Yikes. Uh... Yikes. We're intrigued. It's fantastic. Watch Runaways. Hey, Fridge. Our, our, our Fridge has joined the hey, conversation. Fridge. Welcome back, Fridge. We've missed you. I never l- hear the Fridge because I'm always listening in the car. 
Uh, I hear it. I guess I've got headphones on. So if you've also got headphones on listening, you might also hear our fridge. Okay. So it's the end of 2018. Uh, finally. It's been a year, to say the least. So Anne had the brilliant idea that we would sort of perform an awards show for you via podcast. Also, very quickly, and with no acceptance speeches, which is the worst part of awards shows. And no preparation. And no preparation. Yeah, this is all going to be impromptu. So I'm looking up the Teens' Choice Awards categories. We're going to come to our own conclusions, and we'll see how our... Yeah, we'll see if we align with Teen Choice. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so our first category is Choice Male Artist. Mm, for I have an answer. Do you have an answer? And then I'll tell you who actually won. Uh, I feel like this year I'll 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 give Sean Mendes that nod. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he got that new album out. It was really good. That was a fun time. It got me really excited to see his show next year. We're seeing him in June. I bought the tickets back in May. <laughs> <laughs> we bought. Tickets seven months ago. We'll see him in six months from now. We're at the halfway point. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be so great. Um, And actually opening up for him will be my choice teen male artist. Well, not teen, but like teen choice award male artist, which is Charlie Puth. I feel like this has been Charlie Puth's year. Mm. His album Voice Notes was fantastic. He was my most listened to artist of 2018, according to Spotify. Not surprising. I think he's had a really great year. He might be a vaguely insufferable person, but I like his music a lot. So whatever. I never have to meet him. Like, that's not going to be a thing. And like, never mind. I was going to say like Shawn Mendes, so out of my league. Charlie Puth, not so much. (laughs) Because he's got that weird eyebrow. He's got the weird eyebrow. third time charlie puth's eyebrow has come up on pod that's our trivia team name oh interesting louis tomlinson won choice male artist over bruno mars drake ed sheeran niall horan and sean mendez <laughs> which just goes to show teens are dumb that's the dumbest he didn't even have any good songs out no has he even released music in uh, 2018 maybe not maybe not dude. he's releasing an album in 2019 that i know but as like legitimately the least impressive member of one direction vocally i just don't care yeah i will say he's a pretty prolific songwriter but mm-hmm. the vocals not so strong okay choice female music artist i'm gonna go with janelle monet okay she had a really good year yeah. she had a really great album out she's moved our american culture forward in a positive way and she's great that's legit um, I think I'm going to go with Camila Cabello. Mm-hmm. Her album was fantastic. We both loved it. It came out pretty early in the year from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, like very early. And so it like predated Janelle Monae's album, but I still listen to the songs and I think they're great. Mm. So Camilla. Okay. And... She was the winner. Oh, it was an Ariana Grande because that's who I would have expected. No, but Ariana Grande was one of the other options. Uh, so it was Ariana, Cardi B, Demi Lovato, Dua Lipa, and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift hasn't released music in three years. Like, come on, friends. Well, Reputation was like last 
Oh, fall? that's true. It was. It just feels like it's been three years. But it, it was kind of my bad. Bleh. She usually has really long periods between albums. Yeah. Also, I hated Reputation, so I think I just like yeah. imagined that it didn't exist. We erased it. <laughs> Mavi. Okay, choice musical group. Group. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I don't pay as much attention to groups anymore. Okay, what if I listed you the ones that were options and you pick one? Sure. Okay. Five Seconds of Summer, Fifth Harmony, Florida Georgia Line, Maroon 5, Migos, and Why Don't We? I've never even heard of Why Don't We. I think I know one of their songs, but I don't know anything about them. I would go with, what's the group that Camila Cabela used to be in? Fifth Harmony? Is that, is that on the list? Yes. Yeah, I'd go with them. You're going to go with Fifth but Harmony. But yeah, I think groups are done. I don't know. I'm not really feeling groups these days. I did really like a lot of the singles, Five Seconds of Summer, otherwise known as Five Seconds of Winter, here at Vodka Lemonade Stand. Well, it's summer now because it's Australia, but, you know, six months from now. <laughs> um, I really loved their first album. I think they're a bunch of douchebags, but I did like several of their singles. Actually, I was in the car driving my boss home one day, and a Five Seconds of Summer song came on, and she was like, I really like this song. She's like 55. It was funny. But is that my choice for best musical group? Because Fifth Harmony, like R.I.P., Fifth Harmony is done. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. I think groups have been a lot less present this year, or it's felt like they've been a lot less present. So I'm going to give my vote to Five Seconds of Summer. And they were the winner in that category. And it was an underwhelming category. Let's be honest. Maroon 5? No. Just say no. Choice country artist. Do you have an opinion on this? I only listen to Casey Musgraves. Well, I honestly like Maren Morris's music more than I like mm. Casey Musgraves's music, even though I love Casey Musgraves so much as a person, that I would probably put Maren Morris. But Casey was the one who released an album this year, and Marin didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my most listened to artist of 2017. Oh. Um, and she released that song, The Middle, with Zed, that was yes. on the radio constantly. Baby. It's a Why ca- can't you just meet me in the middle? <laughs> it's a catchy-ass song. Um, so my vote would be Marin Morris. I doubt she's on this list. Oh, Casey isn't even on this, which actually who, is not surprising. Who, he was even Blake on Shelton, Carrie Underwood was the winner. Kane Brown. What year is this? 2005? hate Kane Brown. I, I hate okay. Kane Brown. I'm dragging Anna into this. I'll, I'll back up my girl Lita in, in hating Kane, Kane Brown. He's so, he's like this super mediocre white country dude. Mm. And it's just like this, no one needs this. Mm-hmm. And then Kelsey Kelsey Ballerini, who I do love. I Mm. love Kelsey. She was the judge on The Voice for the, oh my gosh, what did they call it? The comeback stage. Mm. Where they like brought someone back into the lives. Anyway, and then Maren Morris and then Thomas Rhett. So I would have said Maren Morris, but that's just me. Um, Choice R&B Hip Hop. This is an interesting group, I have to say. What are the options? Cardi B, Childish Gambino, Drake... Khalid? Is that Khalid? How do you say? I'm not sure. I don't know either. It's K-H. He so collaborated with Shawn Mendes. He did. My Persian self wants to say huh, but I don't know if that's Love right. your truth. Nicki Minaj and Post Malone. 
Um, I'm gonna pick Cardi B out of that one. Okay. Um, I like her more than I. Th- I like her for the same reasons that I like Nicki Minaj, but I like her better. Um, she's a little bit more sex worker positive, having been one. So that's fair. Um, she was the winner. I think I have to go with Khalid. Khalid, however you say his name. Yes. I have been jamming out to his song Saturday Nights. Oh. So good. I've also just really loved the music he's released, and he's done a lot of really interesting collaborations, including Youth with Sean mm-hmm. Mendez. I've just been really into him this year, so he would have been my vote. Choice song, female artist. I th- I'm I'm gonna go cycle back to Janelle Monae. Okay. Um, I feel like everything she put out in Dirty Computer is really really good. And I'm going to highlight um, the bisexual anthem of the year, um, Make Me Feel. But also for me, uh, a close runner-up would be Haley Kiyoko, mm. um, who I'm surprised actually wasn't any of the options for Best Female Artist. Because she's had a great year. Um, Curious is my favorite Haley Kiyoko song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to think, I think Make Me Feel goes up a little bit, a little bit more. Okay. I don't know that I have an answer to this one, just because it's such a big category. Mm. But I'll tell you the options, and I'll pick from the options. So the options were Ariana Grande, No Tears Left to Cry, Camila Cabello, Havana, Demi mm. Lovato, Sorry Not Sorry, Dua Lipa, New Rules. That's a good Halsey, one, Halsey, Bad at Love, Taylor Swift, Look What You Made Me Do. And I think of those songs, I'm kind of torn between Ariana, No Tears Left to Cry, and Camila, Havana. Mm. But, again, I don't have super strong feelings about any of them. Yeah. I think if it had been um, Thank You Next, that would have been up there. Yeah. But No Tears Left to Cry, I don't like as much. Yeah. Okay. Troy Song, Male Artist. Troy Sivan, um, Bloom, I'm going to put up there. Because, actually, I think it was my most listened to track of 2018. Yeah. I think I would pick Charlie Puth patient because again Lita loves Charlie Puth Mm -hmm. and I think that was my most listened to song of Mm -hmm. 2018 actually um but the options were Charlie Puth attention Childish Gambino this is America Drake God's plan what one was Ed Sheeran's perfect which makes me want to vomit (laughs) vomit everywhere I I don't even like hate Ed Sheeran that much like I think he's kind of a shitty person Mm -hmm. but I like a lot of his songs Perfect that, was a bad song. That photo of him just in whatever clothes he rolled out of bed in, sitting next to Beyonce <gasps> in a beautiful gown. That was infuriating. He was performing this song. Oh, I wanted happened. to punch somebody. Um, Justin Timberlake featuring Chris Stapleton, Say Something, Kendrick Lamar featuring Zakari, Love. So I definitely would have gone with Charlie Puth, Attention, because mm-hmm. Attention is a mm-hmm. fucking jam and Perfect sucks balls. <laughs> but that's and not in me. the fun way. Um, choice song group. Do you want me to list the songs? Yeah. Okay. Five Seconds of Summer, Youngblood, Imagine Dragons, Whatever It Takes, Maroon 5, Wait, Panic at the Disco, Say Amen, in parentheses, Saturday Night, Portugal the Man, Feel It Still, Why Don't We Trust Fund, Baby. I've literally never heard that song. These are all crap songs. I'm going to go with Panic at the Disco, but is it technically a group? It's pretty much just Brendan Urie and the people that he's hired to be his band. I think that's kind of like how Maroon 5 is, though, too. Yeah. So I don't think it's and that's that not different. also not my favorite Panic at the Disco song this year. So mm. uh. I know. I was going to say that's not. Mm. Um, that would be High Hopes, in high case hopes. you were wondering. Yeah. I agree with 
the winner, Five Seconds of Summer, Youngblood. Youngblood was a jam. That was a song my 55-year-old boss really liked. <laughs> um, Troy's summer song. Oh, summer song. Mm-hmm. My summer song um, is Crush by Tessa Violet, and I'm putting that out there because I really love the song, and also I bought tickets to go see her at the Hawthorne Theater in February. Nice. But it's just like a fun pop song, and the video is great because she's just dancing around a supermarket. Um, I'm in love. Okay, so this is not like song of the summer. This is like song of my summer, which was Your Side of the Bed by Lute, who is one of my top five artists. Love her mm-hmm. love her so much it's such a fucking jam i love everything that she does she has a really good collaboration with uh joe jonas that would be my answer my memory is not working great like i don't remember 2018 that's at all. okay <laughs> um do you want to say maybe your choice movie of 2018 sure how long has 2018 been i'm at a loss. One of the first movies we saw, I think Black Panther was in February. Yeah, I remember that. I think my choice 2018 movie was Love, Simon. Even though, like, a lot of really great movies as far as representation came out. I mean, and Love, Simon is included in that, but there was Crazy Rich Asians and To All the Boys I've Loved Before and Black Panther. But I think Love, Simon just resonated with me in a way that I wasn't necessarily expecting it to because I didn't come out when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and I just found the story really impactful and sweet and I loved it yeah I think looking back over the movies that we've watched and we talked about this year I'm gonna go with um to all the boys we've loved before is my favorite and that's purely based on rewatch value Mm. like I think I got a lot out of the movie's that came out this year and a lot of them are really great and i'll probably see some of them again at some point but to all the boys it's just like a warm beautiful blanket and mm-hmm. you don't have to think too hard and i really needed that this year yeah so um thanks for jenny Han for creating it and everybody for being in it because i'm gonna rewatch that when i'm having a sad day yeah. and it's gonna pull me back into into nice feelings i think that's the thing about 2018 is you know, we've really gravitated, and I say we, like, as a collective, we, mm-hmm. like, we've really gravitated towards, like, uplifting media, mm-hmm. and I think that's appropriate. Like, in the Obama years, I don't remember trauma in the world that led me to, like, seek out things that made me feel better all the time, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like that's what I do now constantly. Yeah. Um like my reaction to something terrible happening is I want to watch something heartwarming. Yeah, I read all three to all the boys I've loved before books like immediately preceding the Kavanaugh mm-hmm. confirmation because I was just like, I need to fucking mm-hmm. escape, dude. Yeah. And that helped a little bit. That's a wonderful movie too. Like that was on my short list. It's hard. It's hard to pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2018 show. Oh my God. My memory is not working. I think this encapsulates what you watched in 2018. I don't think it matters what came out in 2018. I'm making up the rules. There are no rules. I Lita makes the rules. Shadowhunters. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm agreeing with the Teen Choice Awards on this, but Shadowhunters is the best. Um, I think it's something I started watching late last year, but mm-hmm. it's had a new season this because year. Because of me. Exactly. Thank you for that. Um, it's great. It's just... It's something that I just get so much enjoyment out of watching, and it's absurd and weird 
and I love it so much. I'm 100% in agreement. I know there was some like talk on the internet about how it was rigged because people were like, how could Shadowhunters, this dumb show no one has ever heard of. fucking dope. Because that's it's amazing <laughs> and it has an exceptionally strong fandom and we're yeah. super sad that the show is ending. But I'm also glad that Harry Shum Jr. gets to have an amazing career, it seems like, because he's going to probably so be... We're excited for Crazy Rich yeah. Asians too. Yeah, I can't we're wait. We're so excited. Speaking of rewatch value, like I watched the movie again and I loved it again. Crazy Rich Asians? Uh-huh. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, Shadowhunters is the best kind of escapism where you're watching good versus evil with beautiful people and lots of representation and it's great mm-hmm. watch shadow hunters okay so we did best movie best tv show back well we should borrow the teen choice awards and do best kiss best kiss Ooh. yeah i feel like okay I gotta say, this didn't happen this year. This happened several years back, but I watched it this year, so it counts. The best kiss that I saw on screen this year was between Elijah and Haley on yes! Vampire Diaries because we yes! waited we waited so long for it to happen, and every time they, they there were so many times they came so close and didn't quite do it. So when they finally kissed, I feel like I definitely like hit you. I'm pretty sure we screamed. I flailed. Screamed. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was so satisfying. I'm probably going to go find that episode again and watch it again. I have two answers. One, because I completely agree with Anne. That was like the most satisfying kiss I think I've definitely seen all year. But the one I've been thinking about most recently. So over the holidays, I watched the second season of Victoria, the Masterpiece Theater uh oh, series about that's a good one yeah about um queen victoria and there's a gay love plot line between drummond and lord alfred oh and they kiss in i think the seventh episode of the second season and it's one of those one of those where you have to wait for it. it's like Haley and elijah like they string it out and they string it out. And I was like, when are these gays going to kiss? Like, <laughs> and my parents were like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but the whole time I was like, when is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like, they were teasing it, obviously, I think, because of the time period. Like, things naturally would have moved more slowly because it was 1800s, 19th century. So shit was a lot riskier then right but they finally kiss like by a lake in a meadow whoa and it's stunning it's very uh very call me by your name yeah it was oh that was a good kiss too but that's 2017 um i don't know victoria is a really good show yeah first of all and i found out i didn't realize that um jenna 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 Coleman. coleman she's with uh what's his face from game of thrones not anymore. Not anymore. That's the thing. That's the thing. When did they split? See, no, that's what I was saying. She was with Richard Madden for a really long mm-hmm. time, a.k.a. Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. And now she's with the guy who plays Albert in Victoria. Oh, that, that's even better. Whose name is Tom Hughes, oh, I, I want to say. very hard. Um, yeah, and then I had this realization. He's I was a, like, should have been a fucking him. actress. Like, meet people all the time. And they're all attractive. And now I'm on fucking Bumble, and everyone's a dum-dum. <laughs> So, mistakes were made. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but the Drummond-Lord Alfred kiss was really satisfying. Loved it. I think that actually technically came out in 2017, but I just Whatever. watched it. We watched it this so year. So, fuck the police! Exactly. Um, 
It was lovely. Okay, Anne, best ship 2018. I, I mean, I gotta go Malik. I gotta. I, I really, nice. truly have to. And I really, because I like, like, Carolina and Nico. I ship that too. Um, but for me, the one that brings me the most joy and, and just, like, happiness is, is Malik from Shadowhunters. That's a solid answer. I have a pillow now, so I have to say Malik. <laughs> We're in agreement. <laughs> I mean, Shadowhunters is our happy place. Mm-hmm. And they're in a tough position because last we knew on Shadowhunters, Magnus had gone to live with his dad in hell. Yeah, literally now. <laughs> um, and is, like, separated dimensionally uh-huh. from Alec. And that sounds like a pretty tough LDR. Mm-hmm. But we're rooting for them. And we know it's going to be okay. Because I have a pillow. They're meant to be, man. They're meant to be. They're, they're the OTP. Yeah. Forever. We didn't plan a game. That was our game. Uh, that works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of shipping, do we want to have a Podsa fandom update? Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. Uh, thank you, Anne, for reminding me, because... Okay. Where to begin? Okay. Uh, so, for some background, if you're not a long-time listener of the show, uh, you might not know, but we've discussed in the past how there exists an entity out there that is fan fiction centered around the crooked media fandom, which is, like, the folks who make the podcasts, like, Pot Save America, Pot Save the World keep it uh, there's a whole library of them now because that's how podcast networks work um but you know as fandom sometimes functions there is slash fic uh, around the folks who run these podcasts um which is very interesting because a lot of them have like worked in the obama white house and are actual public figures okay and i've talked about this before i think pretty early on in one of our episodes i talked about the not ethics but RPF is controversial, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked Real about this. Real people fiction. Real people fiction. Thank you, Anne. Um, and I feel like fandoms like One Direction kind of lessened that stigma mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but there is still a lot of stigma sure. around RPF. And there was an incident this week uh-huh. on Twitter. <laughs> I was in line at the bank. I saw this go down on Twitter. Um... So basically, on a recent episode of Keep It, mm-hmm. Louis Vertel mentioned a a slash fic mm-hmm. featuring a very prominent politician and a member of Crooked Media. Uh-huh. I'm not going to go into details I guess we're because not. I have class, <laughs> unlike some people. You know, anyway, it's, it's already out there. You can listen to Keep It just as well as we can. You can find out. It's not hard to find. Anyway. The person in question tweeted something about what is slash fic. Yeah, as if they didn't know, which surprised me. But didn't I guess it's really not that surprised common. me. He's almost forty. Yeah, probably was never. Didn't take my digital media studies. A class. fan fiction person didn't read, you know, Harry Draco fan fiction when he what was a shame, born. Man. I feel like I know missed out. That shaped my entire missed identity. Um, but definitely like was never part of fandom. He was probably too busy, like, doing important things. Sure. But, I Model mean, UN. I whatever. <laughs> model UN. <laughs> model UN is just UN fan fiction, though. Think I about did it. Model UN. Is, would you agree that it is UN fan fiction? 
kind of. So it's the same idea. Um, I remember in high school we did, this was like independent of like actual Model UN the club, but we did like a mock UN, um, like, what do they call those? Meetings? Things? Sure. Uh, Summit? Summit. Yeah. We did a, a mock UN summit and I was the USA and we like sold off the moon i think (laughs) it went really rogue and our history teacher was like please stop (laughs) um but anyway he had no knowledge of slash fic but he made the mistake of tweeting about it and someone thinking that they were being exceptionally helpful Explained. They fucking blabbed. Well, first of all, they explained what slash fic was. Yeah, which was helpful. And then they mentioned the website AO3 Archive of our own. And then they linked to the Crooked Media Archive of our own fandom. Which is private for a reason. Which is private. I mean, every fig is locked. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is unlike anything I've ever seen before. And it's because these people are so digitally conscious, you know, like One Direction, who the fuck cares? You search Harry Styles, it's going to take you a really long time to get to archive of our own, right? Like Mm -hmm. so many other things are going to come up beforehand. Um, But they also, in pointing out that there was a fandom, described it as super creepy that was too a little bit judgy. And yeah. screenshotted tags Mm-mm. from AO3. Private for a reason. Again, don't do it. All of the fix are locked. The tags are not locked. The Pods of Fandom tried to appeal to Archive of Our Own to make tags private. It's not in their capacity right now, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Um, like, they're a nonprofit organization run by volunteers. Like, their capacity is limited. Um like, they just introduced exclusion criteria in the last couple months. Like, they are still very much in progress. Um, but this person screenshotted shit. And it was a major invasion of privacy. Because keep it secret, keep it safe is, like, the motto of the Podsa fandom. And the line at which rpf becomes inappropriate is when you tell people about it yeah it does not affect anyone until they know about it mm-hmm. i'm screaming sorry <laughs> um Anne's gonna have a fun time editing this but like literally no one is impacted until they know about it so what this person did was actually more detrimental than what anyone else has done in writing about them you know like I just, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> like, how would you feel if that happened to your fandom? You know, like. It would be like somebody reading my diary. I'd be so embarrassed. That's kind of what it is. Because again, it doesn't hurt anyone. By existing, it doesn't hurt anyone. It is protected so intensely. Like, you have to create an account in AO3 to see any of the content. I'm pretty sure one of you still doesn't have an AO3 account, and I send I you HTML copies. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you download them and send them to me. Um, like, that's how locked down this is. And I'm still so frustrated 
because I have been reading fan fiction for more than half of my life, way more than half of my life, actually, and got really into the pods of fandom, have written a bunch of fics that are not posted. Um, but I noticed that a couple fics were taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's like somebody's reading your diary now. Yeah, because like, ah! Tumblr freaked the fuck out. They were like, this is a fourth wall, like, disaster. Um, and so there was a lot of a lot of shit happening on Tumblr. Um because people were pissed understandably and there were these like very valiant individuals who were trying to enter the conversation and be like shh like stop like what are you doing (laughs) um and in like a very tactful way like i think one person was like these fix are locked for a reason like anyway i'm really salty about it i'm really frustrated Again, fan fiction is not something that has to hurt or affect anyone. Mm-hmm. It's also shortly on the heels of, like, Tumblr locking down what kind of content can be yeah, posted. Absolutely. Like, their whole, like, no female presenting nipples and locking down, like, erotic content, which was a shitty move on their part. And it's, it's But also it's a direct reaction to SESTA FOSTA being passed in the U.S. Congress, which uh, Wyden was the only senator uh, worth anything to have voted against it. So props to Wyden. I did write him a thank you note for voting the correct way. Um, Blumenauer and Merkley fucked up, in my opinion, on Sesta and Fosta. I mean, I think part of it is it's just, like, not their area. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, this yeah, is, it is Wyden's area. area. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it would make sense that he would be more informed and more impassioned and less likely to, you know, fold. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, this is his, this is his jam. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think it absolutely has something to do with that. We've already been feeling this invasion. Um, I'm really upset about it, as you can probably tell, because this podcast has taken a somewhat somber turn. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think it's just a good reminder, like, fandom doesn't have to hurt anyone. You can enjoy things without it being problematic. As long as your enjoyment stays personal to you, like sharing fic with the people it's about is not cool. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, that's like a much more serious, um, serious turn than we normally take. But I think it's something I especially, but both of us feel strongly about freedom of expression. Oh, yeah. Freedom That's of expression. one of my top things. Um, do we have, like, a happy thing we can end on in, like, 60 seconds? This year's finally almost over. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to our, our one-year anniversary on the pod coming up soon. Um, so the plan is to get this, um, this year episode ended up real fast so we can record a new one celebrating all the new beginnings and leaving all the dirt and grime of 2018. 2018 has been a fuck show. It's been a lot of ups and downs for me. Um, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I think both personally and globally. Yeah. It's time to close the book Mm -hmm. on this terrible year. And that's not saying necessarily that 2019 is going to be sunshine and rainbows. Oh, no. no, no nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody thinks that. But at least 
At least there won't be a fucking midterm election. At least there won't be a mid. Which worked out pretty well for us. I'm it not going to so lie. It was so stressful. It and honestly, it broke me. Yeah. That's fair. I've been recovering for two months from that election. My mom's friend sent me a stat that 60% of Americans think Donald Trump should be impeached. So that seems encouraging. Not that it will happen as Congress stands, mm-hmm. but still. Persuasive. Yeah. But we still have two years of the Trump presidency. Who are these 40% that don't agree? Dumbasses. <laughs> they are dumbasses. Um, but you know what? That's America. You know, mm-hmm. we have the people who are okay and the people who are not okay. And the people who are not okay voted for New Bueller. Oh, <laughs> it's true. They did. Anyway, um, 2018. It was a year. 2018. It 20, was gay. It was gay as hell. Are you excited for 20 by teen? Is that what 2019 I've decided. I think so. Okay. I'm into it. I'm down. Yeah. I have a pod. I have a playlist already set up do you yeah but it's only got like one song in it so Mm. far okay well work on it there's time thank you for joining us for this relatively disjointed episode (laughs) we this was a complicated year so i feel like it's fitting that this was a relatively complicated episode Uh so thank you this is not going to be our anniversary episode so i'm not going to say anything sappy i'm going to save that for the next no episode. next episode is going to be super sappy oh my god i might cry we probably will honest. honestly yeah <laughs> but thank you thanks for listening we really appreciate it follow us follow us oh yeah follow <laughs> us at vodka lemonade stand vodka lemonade stand.com yeah those are our primary yeah primary methods you can communicate with us Please feel free. Send us shows we should watch. Send us movies. Uh, yeah. What you want to hear about? Venmo us money so that we can buy more vodka for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you know, it will not be as fun. No, it's not We as can fun. promise that. Not for anybody involved. Any last, any last thoughts? I'm hungry also. Um, we're going to get snacks after this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, if you have an eligible bachelor in your life... <laughs> Send them my way so that I can review them. And then if I approve, then I'll send it to Lita's way. I'm dating again. Single and looking. It's a disaster. My yoga husband, I'm pretty sure I found him on Bumble. <laughs> Go for it. Um. Well, but he hasn't matched with me yet, which could mean that he's not actively on Bumble because yeah. Bumble does that. Yeah. So don't worry. I'm working on it. I found my bus crash on Tinder one time. Mm. We'll keep you posted. But yeah, I I need something. 2018 has been a... <laughs> Lita's looking around like, uh. I'm trying to think of a word that isn't lonely because lonely. <laughs> no, is no, sad. that's fair. I I was lonely for a good part of 2018, like, and that's something I felt really strongly. Mm-hmm. But like categorically lonely, mm-hmm. like I don't want to act like my life hasn't been full and fulfilling. Yeah, because it those two been. things can totally to- coexist. Um, so I'm gonna think of another word, but basically, find Lita a significant other 2019. That'll be the the sub pod on the podcast. It'll be the recurring <laughs> segment. Updates in my dating life. It'll be a disaster. I've had so many bad dates. I can't even tell you. Oh my gosh. Well, we can swap bad date stories at one point. That's Maybe there'll be like a movie that will prompt good oh, stories. Oh, okay. We want to start an Ask Vodka Lemstein. Oh. Ask BLS segment. Sure. That is one of our goals. I, okay. 
Actually, no, I'm not going to go into our 2019 goals. I'm going to save those yeah. for the next episode. That's but teaser. ask Vod Kalemstand. Don't you think we would give advice? I love I advice. I think we would give good advice. I And I love reading advice columns. Dear Prudence. I like listening to advice podcasts. Fantastic. I like following people on Twitter who write advice columns and podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my top three favorite parts of a Seventeen magazine are the advice column, embarrassing moments, and the horoscopes. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, you know, a an encounter at like on saturday at 1 a.m in a girl's bar bathroom like that would be our advice (laughs) and that's the best advice if you're not sure what to text back let us know if you're not sure what shoes to wear with that dress let us know if you're like should i dump this person yes the answer is yes yes. (laughs) if you have to ask yourself the answer is yes so i think we're gonna give really good advice so hit us up 2019 ask BLS. Yeah. Ask Bod Columbinate Stand. And on that note, cheers. Cheers. Let's get snacks. <laughs>